Welcome to the Always Right Show with Nate and Amar, where we are always right. Amar, how are you right today? Um, I am right about the fact that I was wrong about Trump getting indicted. Um, because I didn't think that he would get indicted, to be honest, originally, especially when there were like three head fakes where, you know, Alvin oh, yeah. Bragg and his like anti-Trump committee were like, oh, we'll do it on Monday. We'll do it on Tuesday. We'll do it on Wednesday. <laughs> and it's like, oops, we're going to actually do it on Monday, the next week. And then they decided, oh, well, maybe we'll take a 30 day long break. So this whole thing has been kind of difficult to to follow or at least oh yeah you know make any sort of reasonable like uh, predictions about and every other day it would be another announcement of here's another reason we're going to arrest trump and don't worry it's going to be tomorrow oh it wasn't tomorrow well don't worry we're going to do it the next tomorrow and uh, next, <laughs> next tomorrow, tomorrow. It, it, it's like the the people back when they would say the lord is coming on yeah 2012 and it said they would say afterwards so so the lord didn't come um explain and he said well you see the stars were playing tricks on my face so it's actually a different day <laughs> i that is uh that's certainly one way to put it for sure for sure it is one way to put it <laughs> but there, there's so many aspects to this whole situation that are just curious beyond mm. you know the various delays in the inevitable indictment um, you know, the strange fact that the, you know, the indictment has been sealed, um, which I would imagine is, you know, it should be no surprise about what the charges are going to be. It's coming out of Manhattan, coming from Alvin Bragg. It's been expected yeah. that this is going to be over the payments to Stormy Daniels. Um, and the general consensus last week, too, the New York Times put out an article about this, was that the legal the legality of indicting him was shaky at best, uh, particularly because Donald Trump was running a federal campaign. And so if Trump had used his campaign finances um, to pay off Stormy Daniels, um, then that wouldn't necessarily be under the jurisdiction of Manhattan because it's a federal race, not like mm -hmm. a local New York race. Um, so because yeah. of that, whether or not he can get convicted has been in question I don't know what changed. And this could be a huge Pandora's box too for the future of other <laughs> candidacies because federal, there's so many different states with so many different campaign laws. If you're mm -hmm. running a federal campaign, how are you going to even be expected to follow all of the local like campaign laws of 50 different states while running for president? Yeah, you got to find like if, if they're actually able to, to charge him based off of breaking Manhattan, Mm -hmm. campaign laws in a federal race and then everybody should be arrested because everybody has probably <laughs> broken some state's funding law or campaign fund law it's just it's a little weird and i i want to think or wonder maybe maybe the reason it's sealed is because there's something different that it's not quite the stormy daniels thing or maybe it's not the campaign funding but at the same time i don't have any faith in these people <laughs> and believe that they would actually have a competent reasoning i'm yeah. convinced that this is just a bunch of people who said um i don't like trump how can i arrest him for literally any reason and yeah they've maybe found a reason and i i'm still skeptical that we'll see trump being frog marched out of his home with <laughs> handcuffs I, I i'm know. skeptical of that still but even if we do see it for one 
meme material meme it <laughs> meme it good because that's that man is a walking meme and that is a new one <laughs> unless you do ai stuff but <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, we didn't expect to see uh, Andrew Tate arrested and, you know, you know, paraded around by police in handcuffs either. So, you know, we are we are seeing that occur. But it's mm-hmm. yeah, this whole thing is is strange. And I'm doubting as to whether or not he can get um, convicted. And another thing, too, is just how this seems to be politically motivated. It's kind of well known yeah. that Alvin Bragg doesn't like donald trump um and you know the priorities (laughs) the priorities are certainly showing when you know this is coming out of new york a place with high crime where a lot of people who commit crimes you know don't uh, even if they're arrested is basically catch and release um Mm -hmm. and and crime isn't taken particularly seriously there which is why you do see various attacks, like a lot of the anti-Semitic attacks, uh, physical attacks there um, kind of go unchecked. And so it's kind of known as a hotbed for those um, when it comes to various countries, uh, states, countries, <laughs> states um, within within the country. So to see someone who's turning a blind eye to local crime and then go after Donald Trump, it just feels very like much um, like, you know, banana republic type type activity which is i yeah. mean it it, it can, it's easy like to laugh at but it's legitimately like a month or two ago i saw the same thing happening but it was in like africa so it, it's like mm. crazy that this is happening in like what is presumably a first world country i happen to think we're presumably. more of like a second world country but yeah <laughs> all right all right because in my opinion like a second world country is when you take like a first world country and it's like transitioning down to a third world country so kind of like mm-hmm. um russia's kind of crumbling so i would kind of put them in that category too even though they've they put up these you know images this projection of of strength there's a mm-hmm. lot they're pointing to their their weaknesses i know we're kind of getting yeah. off topic from maybe a little off topic but <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know if i'd agree with us going down to a second second world country but maybe a second rate people with uh, how the political powers are very skewed and i feel like this is something that people are seeing a lot more of that people are a lot more aware of where they're saying hey um you guys keep on saying these things and then you don't do them or you don't actually believe in them or so often it's for you but not for me mm. You have all these different laws that seem to only apply to one side of the aisle. And even as you look into the Washington Post article we have here, you'll see that there's also probes or investigations into, uh, first of all, his, quote, efforts to overturn the 2020 election. But then perhaps more, we'll say, uh, big, um, also (laughs) his handling handling of files— from Mar-a-Lago. And of course, as we all know, Joe Biden and his ice cream were hiding <laughs> documents all over the place in his his home, in his facilities, and not to mention mm-hmm. in much less secure places. Like he had foreign, we'll say leaders, foreign, uh, I don't know, visitors who, who came to his place while very classified documents were sitting around. Now, I don't remember if they wow. have revealed what these classified documents were. But they weren't nuclear launch codes, and neither were Trump's. Neither of them were <laughs> nuclear launch codes. But at least, like, good thing we didn't have the speculation that, oh, Biden's hiding the nukes. He's going to take out Canada. I'm telling you, um, it's going to happen. <laughs> 
but it's just kind of the thing where it says, okay, we do have this initial indictment, okay, <laughs> whatever it's on, let's not pretend like there haven't been other politicians who've done the same thing, but they've gone away with it just fine, no, no one's even bothering to look into it, and then we have the handling classified materials, which might just go away, it might, but is there an investigation into Biden and his handling of classified materials? Maybe there is, but... I'm not aware of it because yeah. while well, the media isn't promoting it anywhere, they're only screaming about it because Trump, oh, Trump, he <laughs> had the nuclear launch codes. I'm telling you. But Joe Biden, the man who doesn't remember which way is up and which way is down, that mm. guy, we can trust him with classified documents. He and his son, who are, who's the smartest man he knows, very smart man. <laughs> the dude literally had more... Um, Un like classified documents uncovered too. Oh yeah, which is like another, another thing about that. And it and it's really, but it, looking at this whole situation specifically with um, the indictment coming from Alvin Alvin Bragg and and his um, band of I don't know bandicoots or something I don't know, but <laughs> but him and his rogues, um, you know, with them indicting Trump, it kind of has me a little bit conflicted because this this certainly mm -hmm. seems politically motivated, right? Like. 1000% with him ignoring, you know, the crime in New York and just deciding to go after Trump when, like you said, there are all types of things that you could go after other politicians for um, along similar lines. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, um, on the other hand, you have, well, maybe Trump is guilty. It's technically possible. Um, yeah. And, you know, we do have to wait for the legal system and the whole legal process to like work itself out. And hopefully that process isn't corrupted in any way. But it's like you have to balance, you know, accepting that this is probably politically motivated. But also, you know, if he committed a crime, he should go to jail. And it's like it's kind of yeah. tough because, you know, if we want to know if we committed a crime, the best way to do that is to actually put him through the rigors of the law. Mm. But just the timing is interesting. Yeah, it's you know, the kind of thing where it's like, hey, the law's broken, put put the guy in jail, sure, fine, but can we put everybody else who's broken yeah. these same laws into jail? I'll gladly throw Trump into prison, or Trump, Trump, Trump. into prison, <laughs> if we can put all the Democrats, all even other Republicans who mm -hmm. have broken similar laws or other laws, yeah. if we can also throw them into prison, if we can put Biden and Trump in cells right next to each other, <laughs> and then we can have the best sitcom man has ever seen, because I'm dying to see a sitcom where Trump is with Biden or Putin. I want to see this in prison. That's got to happen. Honestly don't, I don't want to see Joe Biden in jail. Uh, he would. I don't think he would survive a day. <laughs> I mean, yes. I hear that criminals are mean. That's fair. And he's also very old. So, like, he's physically they, vulnerable. They would, find a way, they would find a way around it. Don't worry. As it is, Maybe, still, yeah. he is the current president, which, if they try to arrest him, begs the question can a president pardon himself from a crime that he has committed? And it's like, that mm. seems like something you shouldn't be allowed to do. And then I guess another question would be if that question actually came up and there's the question of can a president pardon themselves from a crime that they committed? And they say maybe, yes, they can. The yeah. only step then would be to impeach him. Right. But that requires the House and the Senate to say goodbye. And I don't know if 
Do we and have that? would Democrats, if if they were to say Biden, you are 100% guilty of this crime, would Democrats still say, nope, nope, we can't impeach him. That That's a <laughs> politically motivated um, thing to do. And we say he is literally, literally parting himself of a crime that he has been indicted for. Yeah. And, and then on the other end, you know, it's looking like with all the stuff going on, Trump's supporters skyrocketed. So mm-hmm. if he if he wins, even if he's indicted and charged, um, theoretically, could he win in twenty twenty four and pardon himself as well? I would assume so. This is this is this is strange territory that we're kind of entering very here. very strange. And part of me hopes that there, there's the the guilty pleasure of mine, and then there's the worried side of mine. The guilty pleasure side of me says. Put Trump into prison and make it so he can't run for office. I would actually kind of like that hmm. because I want another Republican to to run for president. I think that would stand a much better chance of winning. And I think that they're a lot more focused on the American people than Trump is right now. I think Trump used to be very focused on the American people. But right now he is a lot more focused on himself and True. vindicating himself. And that's not going to be helpful to have in the presidency plus i think everyone's tired everyone already knows trump and i'm not interested in more news cycles where the the media is screaming like a bunch of banshees about trump every two seconds so the guilty pleasure side of me says you know if he was in prison and you couldn't vote for him i I would kind of like that but of course i the, the more logical and rational side of me says it's kind of dangerous that we have these guns trained on the leading Republican candidate for presidential party mm-hmm. being charged for crimes that have not yet been unveiled. Maybe they're more legitimate than we think they are, but being potentially charged for crimes that may or may not have any real basis or standing or something along these lines. It's just, it's a whole mess, a whole big mess. Yeah. And very sketchy. I don't like the precedent it sets. Yeah, the whole the whole situation tastes like bananas. And bananas, I, <laughs> bananas aren't bad. <laughs> like some banana bread in my banana republic. But I I feel like the most important part of this is no matter whether or not Trump is guilty or innocent, um, mm. whatever the process is that that we 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 take for this, we have to absolutely set it up so that it can't be weaponized and used. So that whoever mm-hmm. is the president can just, you know, or whoever his, like, cronies are or friends are or whatever, um, can just indict the, you know, the front runner for the next election and have him be mm. in jail. And even, like, let's say that he's not, uh, he's found, like, not guilty. Legal processes can take quite a while. So if yeah. you time it right, you can start an investigation before the election and have it conclude well after. And I think if the candidate is out of, uh, political commission for that long that is a problem but then you also have the risk of well if he's guilty do you really want a criminal to be you know elected as president of the united states and messing mm-hmm. with the government especially if he feels like he could be found guilty and thrown into like jail for real for real like anytime soon like there it, this situation is so dicey and so risky and yeah. it seems um to be generous inconsiderate of the left to kind of just roll the dice on the future of the country just because they don't like Donald Trump. Because mm-hmm. one and thing, uh, too, is like we could the, the Republicans theoretically could do the same thing to the Democrats and 
You know, mm-hmm. they would not be happy about that if if we <laughs> use these same powers. That that's something I always try to think about when it comes to you know the government taking actions on these types of things. Mm-hmm. And see that like expanding on that, that's that's something that I've heard some Republican pundits they'll, they'll talk about where they will say, "Hey, you know, if Democrats are going to put in this law, stop refusing to use them on principle, because we need to be willing to say if you are going to try to sink this ship, then mm-hmm. we are going to use the same weapon that you use to sink the ship against you." So if you're going to try to just indict guys left and right for pretty clearly political reasons, you're going to try to create new laws and rules that will allow you to push your political agenda, then we, when we are in power, because that's how politics usually works, it goes back and forth, we're going to take those and we're going to use them to crush you. And that's, I think, something that Republicans really need to be willing to do, to say we are willing to do or follow through with mutually, uh, what is it? Mutually something destruction. Mutually assured destruction? Yes, I mutually think... assured destruction. Yeah. Basically, if you're going to nuke us, we're going to nuke you. We, we need to stop, mm. we, need, we need preferably to say, prevent them from doing these things. Stop mm. them from, from doing that. But if they do do it, and they make those, those laws, those regulations, those precedents, then we need to say, okay, you're going to have to now follow these same rules that you just that you just put here. You live by the rules that you make because if we don't apply those rules to you, then they're going to shove them down on Republicans until they have choked them out and they're not able to fight back anymore. Yeah, yeah, that certainly <clears throat> that certainly makes sense. Like I'm I'm not a big fan of us even having these rules in the first place. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to exist, they certain they certainly should be applied fairly. But one thing I really hate about the two is that once we take these steps, it's going to be nearly impossible to come back from them. So as much as I can say, oh, I yeah. wish that presidents couldn't interfere with, uh, you know, future future um, presidential elections. Well, now the Pandora's box is open. So, you know, I guess I could be like, well, if the Democrats are doing it, the Republicans, it's it's fair game for them, too. This is literally, hey how the system works, right? <laughs> so yeah. we can we can move forward. But it's just kind of kind of sad that this is what the nation is being brought to, especially when this is not how American politics is supposed to work. No, not at all. It, it's kind of feels it's come to a point where the government has gotten way too much power. People have been willing mm-hmm. to let them do too much and they demand that the government do too much. And it needs to say, okay, you people need to be responsible for these things. You states, especially like people talk about the national divorce and the the many differences that are in America right now. And there's a need for more localities, a lot more people saying, okay, let the states rule. Let the states move to a state, frankly, where you want to live, where they have policies that agree with you. I know it's not an easy thing for most people to do to just pick up and move to a, another state. Um, and there are certain things that you should probably fight for in other states for a more federal thing. There are some things I think should be federal, but there's much more of a need for the government, the federal government, to stop being the one and only power in the world that's trying to solve all the problems and people need to either turn to a local government or turn to themselves and say, how am I going to fix this problem? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hard to rally troops around that 
you know, mm. I, I've looked at both the, the, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party. And the Republican Party I've been especially disappointed in in this yeah. regard because they're, you know, the conservatives, you would imagine from how they talk <laughs> when, when Democrats are in office, um, you would expect that they're for smaller government. But then the more I think about it and the more I see them behave once they're actually in office, like like Ron DeSantis, yeah. for example, who he's, he's done some great things, especially when it comes to the economy over in Florida. But I think for some of his solutions, they're uh, they're bigger government solutions than I would I would personally like. And that's kind of a trend that I'm seeing uh, appeal to a lot of Republicans. But at the end of the day, you know, what's he doing? He is conserving the values and the morals of his state. Um, by whatever means is most expedient. So at, at its core, that is conservative, but it's not small government. Um, and I think that any direction moving into bigger government, I think is is just dangerous. Maybe. There, there is a an argument to be had with uh, some of the things. Because I, I do think that Republicans definitely, I say just any politician in general, has not taken away powers from the government and who knows how long the government has only ever gained more power with every single passing year it seems and it's sucks um yeah. but at the same time i do know that there are a lot of republicans who say well we, we should not have the federal government to do x because that's big government and that's a problem but at the same time it leads to a question of okay the problem here is, though, this is a thing that really needs to be done, and it's just a good thing. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we shouldn't allow children to have their parts removed. We'll exactly. say we shouldn't let yeah. them have, quote, gender-affirming surgeries. And they'll mm -hmm. say, well, we, we shouldn't make that illegal federally because that's big government. It says, <laughs> no, shut up. This is something <laughs> that needs to be done. And then there's maybe other questions um, along similar lines. And maybe even we had the, the Nashville shooting recently, and there's mm -hmm. a, a lot of people saying that now we need a, a gun ban. And I would say, well, that's stupid, but maybe a, a federal thing of some sort could be in order. I'm more of thinking that localities and uh, state governments could handle it, but maybe a, a federal thing or even just federal funding could help a lot for a resolution. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there, there's one, there's one more thing. Cause I, I know that the, the shooting is like a, a big issue. Um, and there, mm. there's so much to explore, um, um, there if we want to get into it, but, um, certainly there's one thing that I did want to touch on when it comes to Trump being indicted, um, mm. as well. Uh, because there's the side of, right, like Trump's campaign, right? How this affects Trump and how this affects the United States as an institution when it comes yeah. to how the systems work. But on the other end, uh, other end, we have to we have to deal with those MAGA folks who yeah. Trump Trump said, you know, he 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 mentioned what might happen when it comes to them on two occasions. Earlier on, he said that he wanted people to protest. Um, you know, his arrest or indictment whenever that occurs. And then yeah. a, another time on True Social, he also said that there would be uh, like destruction or, or death or something if oh, he yeah. were to be indicted. Now, I don't I think that that's, that, yeah. I don't know if that's like a call to action or if it's um, a, more of like a prediction. But yeah. in light of those comments, you know, especially the second one is incredibly tactless. Um, do you expect to see lots of acts of 
violence from MAGA supporters? Like, what are you expecting to see hmm. from the MAGA crowd in the advent of this? And that I, I find very a hard question, honestly. Like, we had Trump saying protest when he first said that he was going to be indicted. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, nothing happened. There's nothing anywhere. And of course, the media would have jumped on it. <laughs> Two people gathered in True. front of the Manhattan DA and said, uh, marshmallows. They would say <laughs> that was Trump. Um, stop him. Take him out. So I don't know if Trump actually is indicted. If you actually see him going to to prison, if you see this happen, I could definitely see there being MAGA Republicans who are who who are within the vicinity or who go to the general area where any of this is happening and there there will probably protest i think there will be protest um i honestly don't think it'll be that big i think most of it will be people from afar saying that it's a really bad thing i don't expect there to be a lot of in person action now of course there is the the january 6th event and we wonder okay where a lot of those people trump supporters would we see something along those lines happen again and i don't know it just feels like that was kind of a freak thing and maybe there will be people out there who do something and i i don't expect much to happen i i wouldn't put it past a random nut job yeah. doing something but there's always going to be a random nut job who does something extreme so hopefully that doesn't happen but we'll see uh, but overall i don't expect there to be a whole lot other than people online saying this isn't right mm, interesting I, I think that trump's base base is so energized that i wouldn't be surprised to see large numbers turning out for in-person um protests mm-hmm. um i mean i'm certainly i'm definitely not certain that you know, such protests would be violent in any way. I think really mm-hmm. the only way that there would be, you know, violence is if um, leftists came in and provoked them or somehow there were like some some inside people with like nefarious um, plans going into it, wanting to spark um, violence there. Um, yeah. Like we saw that saw some like more violent folks in like the Proud Boys, for example, um, participating in some of the violence during like January 6th, even though mm-hmm. as a whole, I don't, I don't think that that's what everyone there was, was about. Um, so it's, it's going to be a pretty volatile situation if we have a huge group of people between counter protesters, between yeah. police and between people in the whole group who, even if the majority of the group don't want to be violent, maybe one or two do and they rope other people into shenanigans or they cause some serious trouble um that i think could be some of the scarier scarier ramifications especially if a mob gets whipped up which i don't think will happen but if it does uh especially with trump support now um the level Mm. that he's at i think could be an issue See, I think a lot of the Trump support recently isn't necessarily just from MAGA Republicans as much as as much as it's just Trump is Trump and he's the only, I don't know, viable candidate who's in the field right now. So he's, he's just going to see some sort of climb. And I guess DeSantis being his main opponent at the moment, I don't know, it's not like he's done all that much recently. He's not yeah. campaigning or anything and there's been no major 
anything happening that would boost him in the polls. So I think Trump climbing is just kind of a natural outcome of people having exactly zero memory when it comes to uh, politics. Mm-hmm. And with the, like, if there is any kind of protesters, I don't expect there to be any counter-protesters. I've always mm-hmm. sh- someone show up for, they show up and say, Trump deserves to be arrested <laughs> as he's being arrested. <laughs> I, I think it's most likely that some people say, stop it. And then the police say, stop it. And they say, get some help. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then we say see if it escalates from there but all i know is that the only thing i would say to maga republican is just don't give the media another january 6th mm-hmm. or it, it, of course even something smaller than that because they're just going to run with it for who knows how long you're going to be in jail in two seconds flat you're mm-hmm. it's you're more likely to get arrested just because you're a maga Republican, which isn't how it should work at all, but just know that, mm, <laughs> that yeah. the government's going to come on you down on you hard because of your belief system, and that's not right. But that's the reality that we live in right now. And of course, I also want Republicans to win this next presidential race <laughs> and another terrible incident created by, we'll say, Republican supporters or Republican Party people. Yeah. will probably hurt Republicans' chances writ large, though uh, maybe if it's a MAGA person, they might be able to separate themselves off um, if it's another candidate other than Trump. Yeah, and it could. Uh, it's tough to gauge right now because this is some very mm-hmm. raw news at the time that we're, we're taping this. Um, yeah. What the mainstream republican response is we we already know what the MAGA response is most likely going to be but mm-hmm. i don't know if we're going to see mainstream republicans be like well this is a travesty that tastes like bananas or <laughs> or we're gonna bananas. see them be like well trump brought it on himself for, for 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 dishing out those payments and so i think depending on that is whether or not this situation um, especially when it comes to the citizen response is going to be in Trump's favor or against Trump's favor. Because if everyone's sympathizing with Trump, then they're going to be more likely to feel like the protests are, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're fighting for a righteous cause. Um, but if they think that Trump is guilty or doesn't deserve sympathy, then any violence that gets sparked, I think is likely going to damage his support among mainstream Republicans. Maybe, maybe. Uh, it, it depends, I guess, on how how it's portrayed. Like January six, people said that it wasn't honest reporting on what mm-hmm. was going on with it. So, basically, the more truthful the media is about Trump, the less support he's probably going to get. Yeah. And the more biased you are towards some, the more support he's going to get. And of mm-hmm. course, there are some Republicans who are like, are the Democrats and the media are they playing 4D chess over here? <laughs> and they they know that Trump is going to get a boost in the polls because of these things. And uh, I mean, honestly, that one I believe more than Trump doing any kind of 4D chess. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I believe that I attribute to them more hate than uh, incompetence when it comes to Trump. Um, for almost everything else, more incompetence than hate. But I don't know. It's the Democrats. They hate a lot of things. So true. So it's it's a, a bit of a question. But for the, I would say, as we mentioned, what the the I don't know, moderate, average Republican yeah, response average will be to it. And I know the the magas will say he's not guilty. You bunch of 
stupids. But <laughs> the the probably the general Republican Party, I think they're going to focus less on the fact that Trump being arrested in and of itself. And they'll be focused kind of on two things. One, how is this going to affect him in the polls and his likelihood to actually win the presidency? And then two, they're probably going to focus a lot on the implications of a government or a party arresting the other party's current like leading candidate for the presidency mm. and the the double standard that is seen in doing that as well as the potentially dangerous precedent that that sets. Mm. Yeah. And and but that that seems so like a little bit more like political kind of, but you know that 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 certainly makes sense because this has like massive political ramifications. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess and I'm there thinking is more. Hmm? I, I guess I'm thinking more of the the average Republican. I don't know, running in, in office, not the average oh, person in their ah. their walk in their day to day life. The day to day life person is going to say Trump was arrested. Interesting, <laughs> and then go about the rest of their day. <laughs> That's a good point because if if uh, you know if that happens. It'll be, you know, and I and you, I think you're you're probably right there. Um, it's gonna be hard for any negative media that comes from potential right wing violence to be, uh, you know, to be negated uh, by bolstered support because if people just if the if people's main takeaway from this is that it's interesting, then Trump supporters committing acts of violence or getting roped into violence is gonna make Trump look very bad. But if they're, yeah, if they're, if they're a lot more sympathetic, which I don't really see a reason why they'd be particularly sympathetic, then maybe mm-hmm. things would be different. But yeah, I think people are also kind of tired of Trump too. In the way that people talk about him, I think there's an assumption that he must have done something wrong, even if he hasn't been nailed on it yet, which also might not help his, uh, you know, help his support when it comes to like mainstream um, individuals, either on the right or the left. Okay, and I, I have uh, pulled up here. I decided to to do a, a quick look to see if there's been any updates on this whole situation as we've been talking, mm-hmm. and I don't see anything currently that seems to be new. But maybe some of this is a little new. Uh, from NPR, they they say that it's over hush money payments. Though they also mention that the indictment remains under seal. So maybe it's just everyone basically knows it's over the hush money payments, but they haven't put out the formal documents. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say that the that DeSantis has said that he won't help extradite Trump back to New York, which isn't how this works. Um, at all hmm. first of all if, yeah. it's a, if it's a federal crime and then like yeah it's weird plus i think that was something that was mentioned before i don't think that's a, a recent thing i don't think DeSantis yeah. was asked re- like a minute or two ago i think that's something it said a little while ago um gop has questioned the legitimacy of the probe which yes and also trump can definitely continue to run for office even if these do go through yeah, well, all according to NPR. <laughs> all according to NPR. Well, I mean, this is not; these are not federal charges. These are local state charges. Um, so yeah, I don't even know how but, this would work. Like, yeah. Now, one thing too is that the 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 um the Secret Service has said that they would, um, or it's been said from Trump's camp that he would surrender and also 
the Secret Service would facilitate his surrender. So if that's the case, I don't see how, um, you no, know, Ron DeSantis could stop that. If you know both Trump and the Secret Service are on the side of Trump going to jail or, and heading back to uh, to New York, um, I don't know what DeSantis could even do. Hold him hostage, you know, against the wishes of both DeSantis Trump and the Secret Service. <laughs> Yeah, I, I forget because I know I, I heard about this. It was just kind of like a passing note <laughs> for saying, yeah, DeSantis said that he's not going to cooperate if they ask for uh, uh, to extradite Trump. And it's like, what are you talking about? What, what's he, what's he got to do with any of this and the the whole extraditing thing? It, it's it's a non-issue. Really, it's mm-hmm. DeSantis isn't going to hold up Trump in his home and say, "Hey, I'm going to get my guns. You going to get my orange man?" That's that's not going to happen. Yeah, I I will say this: it look it does make Trump look good that he is just deciding to uh, to surrender. Yeah. I mean, I think it's you know whether or not the charges are right or wrong. I think it's certainly the right thing to do to surrender in this case, and it's been. I can't even remember the last time that I think Trump handled something perfectly. He, he hasn't even handled the situation perfectly. But when it comes to reacting to actually being indicted, if he goes goes through with just going off to jail and letting the process work itself out, I would say it's probably the first thing that Trump has done uh, perfectly in both a moral sense as well as like a political tact sense. Because it makes you, it makes you mm. look good. You know, especially if he's if he's not guilty, then he could be like, ha, you guys are wrong. And then just like go about his day versus fighting and struggling, being dragged off to jail in dramatic fashion. And then it turns out that he's guilty. Like, that's the worst image that he could he could possibly get out of this. Yeah. OK, I'm, I'm looking at, at some more things here um, from The New York Times. So Republican leaders in Congress apparently are lamenting the moment as a sad day in the annals of United <laughs> States history. So there, there is a lot, it would seem, from the Republican Party. A lot I of think them you saying, "Hey, this is just... annals." Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, well, that's just where it belongs. The, all this whole story. Um, maybe that wasn't a mistake. That was just providence. Um, <laughs> So a lot of Republicans saying, hey, this is this is really dangerous. This is really bad. So maybe we've sounded like idiots this whole time. Who knows? Because we've been kind of shooting from the hip because we've information is coming as we've been going along. DeSantis apparently has tweeted that the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. So that's DeSantis's take, it would seem, on this. There's also Mike Pence. Not yeah, Mike Pence said the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign campaign or on a campaign finance issue is an outrage. Mm. And that's oh, wait, Tucker huge. Carlson. Hold up, Tucker. Tucker Carlson said probably not the best time to give up your AR-15s. <laughs> now there's a take. <laughs> there's a take right there. Nice. I mean, he's not he's not entirely wrong, but it's saying it out loud is the thing where it's like, <laughs> hey, I don't think I don't think it's bad for him to say like he has a good. Oh, no. A good point. I mean, Trump is yeah. in Trump. Trump was in the way like like, he, you know, Trump liked to say that. Right. They're like they're not after me. I'm just in the way. Well, Trump's not necessarily yeah. in the way anymore. 
Not anymore. He's a lot more focused on himself, so it's like, meh. Oh, I need to switch the. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just kind of a whole thing where mm-hmm. can he get the support that he did before? Because if you watch one of his latest campaign rallies, he was making fun of DeSantis, mm-hmm. and it was dead quiet. Mm. No one was there for it. He's not attacking the right things. He's a wild dog looking for something to bite, and he's biting all of the wrong things. Yeah, this I might mean, give there him is, something. There to, is life this might give him for something him. To, yeah, this <laughs> might give him something to dig his teeth into. Yeah, yeah it's um. I think all of, like, and, and thanks for sharing all of those those like the the tweets and the statements because I think those will be very instrumental for those like mainstream moderate um mm. republicans to actually like motivate them to you know support trump throughout the situation at least um because it's one thing if you know half of the republican parties like yeah trump and half of the parties like boo trump which is what we've seen for a lot of like especially like post trump politics like mm-hmm. after after uh you know he lost the 2020 election um but especially if we get like more folks on Fox News than Tucker Carlson, because Tucker Carlson's gonna say what Tucker Carlson's gonna say. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but we get more people saying, "Hey, this is actually extremely dangerous." Um, then I think that could turn the tide into not just making more people support Trump during this time, but also just um, you know making this be an actually good political event for Trump. Because, you know, half those people whose statements you read, they're not known for being radical, far-right Republicans. They're just normal Republican mm-hmm. dudes. So if normal Republican dudes who are in, like, the House the House of the Senate are saying this is bad, I mean, that, I think that certainly reflects in the situation. Mm-hmm. And something that uh, people need to be reminded of in all likelihood is that you can support Trump in the sense of, hey, this is absolutely wrong, and I'm on Trump's side on this, but that doesn't mean I need to vote for the guy. Yeah. That doesn't need mean that he has to be the front-running candidate, because because uh, being totally honest in that, I really don't want Trump in the office again. Mm-hmm. I think he served his purpose, but I don't think he's the guy anymore, and I think he's he's very likely to lose. He's the guy the Democrats want to run run against, so don't give him the guy they want to run against. And I frankly don't think he, he, he would do as good of a job as, as he did before. Maybe I'd be wrong about that. Maybe I would. And I'd support him over any Democrat. Yeah. But we can throw our hat in the ring and say, yes, this is absolutely wrong. Trump should not be arrested this way. I stand by Trump. I'm not voting for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, or at least in the primaries. Right. Because, you know, whether or not Trump should be arrested is a completely different thing from whether or not he should be uh, he should be president. Elected. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't think. Um, you know, being targeted politically through the legal process is always a terrible thing. Uh, whether that just be with scare tactics. Um, we saw like Matt Matt Taibbi recently. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the IRS just showed up at his house because he was. Um, you know, he was sharing some of the the Twitter files. Um, so yeah. I mean, that that's a whole a whole situation. Um, so it's bigger than just Trump. And I think because it's bigger than just Trump is why we can say, hey, you know, maybe we should stand with Trump in this instance. But also mm-hmm. we, we can also feel free to say we do not want this guy to be president again. Yeah. 
it's the kind of thing where it's saying, hey, th- this thing is ab- absolutely wrong. We, we can definitely see that the DOJ, and I guess this is different than the DOJ, but um, yeah. we can see that the, the powers of law have been weaponized against certain classes of people or just certain people in general. Like there's been many insurrections ever since January 6th from the LGBTQ plus or leftists yeah. in general. And it's all quote insurrections. Mm-hmm. They basically, they raided capitals in different States, took them over, started screaming something. And a recent one, there's actually a guy who looks kind of like the, the MAGA shaman. Yes. And he's got these <laughs> devil horns from like wicked. He has transgender paint all over his oh, face. No. He's wearing some sort of, I don't know, priestly something or other mm. with big fat beads on him. It's like, all right, can we call this guy the trans shaman? <laughs> so it's just the thing we're saying, hey, all these things keep on happening. People keep breaking these laws and you're trying to arrest all of these people. Again, you're trying to arrest all these people for things that everybody, that all these other people on the other side of the political aisle are doing and doing frequently. Yeah. We need to just... Just apply the law equally. Either arrest nobody or arrest everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but you know, I'm certainly not uh, expecting that to happen. I just don't think you know, especially Joe Biden's, uh, you know, regime. I I I couldn't really see, I couldn't really see them, you know, treating everyone everyone fairly. I mean, Joe Biden's one of the people who you know maybe indirectly through Hunter Biden, but certainly. Um, some people have called it the, the Biden crime family. Um, certainly mm-hmm. that whole that whole uh, family outfit has been caught up in some shady stuff that certainly exceeds what Trump has even been accused of. Uh, and I don't think it would take six years to build up a legal case against Joe Biden mm-hmm. if someone wanted to do this. And it would actually be kind of interesting to see if any state uh, investigators or DA's offices decide to go after Joe Biden now that you know, uh, an anti-Trump DA has decided to go after Trump. Like, what do you think you're doing in here, Joey? <laughs> you brought me the wrong ice cream. I asked for chocolate. This is strawberry. What do you think you're doing here, Joey? That's the wrong kind of ice cream. I got a refrigerator full of the stuff, and this ain't it. And that's, you this know, is I, the, the Biden crime family that we got going here. And and I, I do believe that there have actually been some some investigations of some sort launched into Hunter Biden. I think there is mm-hmm. some looking into that. I think Kevin oh. McCarthy has actually done a decent job at starting to push for some of these investigations, which is great. Mm. It's, it's a good thing that some of these things are happening. Are they going anywhere? <sighs> Maybe not because they still they still need more the power to actually pursue these things. Yeah. So even though they can point at it and say, hey, <laughs> there's a problem here. <laughs> They can still say, hey, I don't care and, and to an extent. So there's still a little bit of, of work to, that needs to be done. And I think if Republicans can get control of the government come 2020, what is it, for 2024? Yep, yep, tw- yeah, yep, 2024. Wow. It feels so, <laughs> I was about to say 2026, just like, no, no. it's closer than that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I think that this so, is going to accelerate the whole election, uh, presidential election cycle. It's going to be crazy. Maybe. It, it, yeah, it, it's going to be, it, it might even 
if if we look at it in a, the most optimistic light, it might make enough Republicans open enough eyes to see, hey, there is something really wrong going on in Washington, and it has to stop because these people have too much power, mm-hmm. and they're only attacking me. Mm-hmm. And the people who I elect into office, they're doing everything they can to destroy me and those who support my values. So maybe this will actually open a lot of people's eyes and they'll say, hey, we need to make sure we get a Republican office. And it's likely that they'll say, oh, Trump then. And I say, no, mm-hmm. um, but I it's guess better, than better Trump than yeah, better Trump than nothing. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, people's eyes could be, you know, open for sure. But mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I mean, the people's eyes in Cuba are, are open as well. So I think, I think, unfortunately, <laughs> like while people's eyes are probably gonna, being opened as we speak, I think it might be a little bit. I hope it's not too late. Um, I certainly would have wished that they, they yes. would their eyes would have been opened sooner, mm-hmm. um, at least so that they For wouldn't sure. have voted in you know, Joe Biden as, as president. Because um, while it's, it's a good thing that people are like, aware of what's happening. At the same time, we also want things to change. Um, yeah. And I don't know how now, that's going to happen. I'm, I'm leaning more towards the end of it's definitely not too late. But, of course, the next election, if the next election, <laughs> we lose the next election, it's all over. All right. The country is going down the toilet. <laughs> everything is going to explode. But, but I feel like that's the pitch every single year. It's like everything's going to die if you don't <laughs> vote Republicans into office or Democrats into office yeah. in 2024. I feel like that's become the pitch every year for the past decade. And it's warped people's minds into thinking we're not going to have a country anymore. No, stop. We're going to still have a country. But if Democrats are able to keep on pushing the way that they're pushing, there might come a time when that's actually true. So I'm leaning more towards the end of, hey, let's get some Republicans in there. And gosh darn it, we better make sure that there's someone who is actually going to do something. Mm -hmm. Because if they're going to get in there and they're going to do what most Republicans do, which is sit on their butt and just say things while doing exactly nothing, then all we've done is delay the inevitable. We yeah. need somebody who will go in there, rip things out from the root, and expose all the darkness, all the rot, and say, there it is. Goodbye. We are refreshing this. Here's some Febreze. Let's go. <laughs> some Febreze is needed. Yeah, some Febreze is needed, and maybe even more appropriate, some exterminators to take out all the roaches. Mm. Yeah, and part of me wonders if this would this situation would at least maybe not be this bad um, if Trump had actually properly drained the swamp like he promised in 2016. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest gripes with him, um, and I and I voted for him, but one of my biggest gripes yeah. uh, with him was that he didn't actually drain the swamp. He he campaigned on it, but then you know you didn't see large swaths of like FBI agents and people getting you know fired. Um, yeah, and I've heard it said. I listened to AFR talk, and I don't 100 agree with them because they are a lot of them tend to be kind of more on the Christian nationalist wave than I am. Um, but one thing that I've heard from them is kind of the excuse of, "Oh, well, he was trying to find out who the people in the swamp were, and so now he plans with a second term to actually fire them." And I'm like, "Nah, dude, like, no, like, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's you know, just like with Joe Biden curing cancer." This is just a failed campaign promise that he didn't deliver on. 
<laughs> yeah. And draining the swamp is one thing where it's like, it, the more you look into it, the more you realize, you know, the elected politicians, it feels, are doing very little. And then a bunch of unelected bureaucrats, unelected interns, are the ones who are actually the ones running the country. And that's how we end up with a whole bunch of, we'll say, blocks for Republicans, while a lot easier ways for Democrats to, to start pushing things because they have a lot more people who have just been sitting there for years and years in unelected positions just because nobody thinks to fire them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but ain't nobody going to vote for term limits. Because then they'll be out in years. So I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm doubtful. Yeah, as well. I guess that there's going to be a lot of people who vote for term limits because there's going to be people who maybe agree with it, but they're like, yeah, but then maybe I'll lose my job uh, in a, in a few years. But that, that's just that's the kind of thing where you where you got to say we we need enough people who are willing to fall on this sword and say for the betterment of the country, for the the prosperity of the future, we need to put in some sort of limiting factor here. And to, yeah, it, it's kind of a hard thing where I'm leaning more towards we need term limits than I am we don't. But I still hear the argument of the side where we don't. But I do find it to be a problem when you can enter office at 25 and still yeah. be in office when you're 80 or 90. And I, I guess the part of the, yeah, the counter crazy. is, but about like good politicians, like there's good politicians. I, I'd want mm -hmm. to stay there for for their entire lifetime. They're good people. But at the same time, I don't know. Power corrupts absolutely. If you spend all your time in politics, then how are you ever actually? Are you actually going to know what your people, your constituents want anymore? Because mm -hmm. you're just too engrossed in D.C. So maybe it would just be better that we had term limits, even for the good candidates, for yeah. one, so that way they could just enjoy their life and not be basically an, an eternal servant to the people mm -hmm. because, you know, I want them to, to live their life. And then also because I find it unlikely that they will still be as effective as they always have been and have the connection to their constituents that they need to continue to... um be effective yeah and that's a good point because you know one of my favorite uh senators um that ran or candidates that ran for president in 2016 was ted cruz i think it'd be hard to argue that ted cruz is more effective now than he was in 2014 2015 and in 2016 so even if even if they're like good people you know over time i think people can just get lazy complacent um, even if they still have good principles and they're still good people to the core, either they're corrupted by power or they're just not really motivated to, uh, to work particularly hard. Like I don't, I can't really see mm -hmm. Cruz like losing his seat anytime soon. So you've dies. been a little overbaked in politics. Like, I still think that you're a good potato, but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to pull you out, put in a new potato mm -hmm. and maybe let them kind of steer the ship a little bit. So maybe yeah. there would be a way to put in some sort of exemption, but then at the same time, if there was, it probably wouldn't end up changing anything. So, yeah, maybe even it, it could be a long term of it, like 20 years <laughs> or something is the max. It, I guess it could be different depending on Senate or House, but... Yeah, well, I mean... There, if... It feels like there needs to be something where it says... We, we can't have these people who are career politicians because a career politician is a politician. Nobody mm -hmm. likes politicians, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and these people will be fine if they have term limits after two year, two like 
terms and they're gone or whatever. Um, like, you know, Ted Cruz has his podcast. He can make money off of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I, I, don't, I, I can't remember if she's still in office, but um, she does like fill in work for, for Fox News now. Mike Huckabee has a, uh, a, a late night talk show on TBN. So, you know, it's not as if like, oh, these poor people are going to be out of a job and won't be able to make any money. I mean, Bill Clinton got paid lots of money to give speeches, as was Hillary. And I would presume that, you know, someone like Trump um, or any other Republican who, you know, rose to prominence and then served his time would be able to do the, the same. So as long as the country can continue to generate good politicians, then we won't really be the worst for wear when it comes to having term limits, even on, on good politicians. Huh? I came across something kind of interesting, still trying to keep up to see if there's anything new. I'm looking for that mugshot. <laughs> looking for it. Haven't found it yet. Um, but apparently, there's something we discussed a little while ago about whether DeSantis would be able to have any kind of authority to <laughs> stand in the way of Trump's extradition. And of course, DeSantis has said, I'm not going to cooperate with any kind of extradition with this politically motivated attack. And then the Trump team is like, no, no, uh, uh, arrest me. Um, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, it would be great. <laughs> great for, for, for the campaign. And apparently there's already been reports of how his fundraising has skyrocketed, which, yeah, that's, that's just yeah. How, how, how it works with Trump. Um, but apparently under Florida law, the governor can intervene in an extradition matter if it is contested. What does I'm that mean? I'm not exactly sure what it means by contested. I don't know if that means that the... That some other court or some, I don't know, other authority has contested the the accusation or the, the ruling, or if it just means if DeSantis contests it, or maybe if Trump contests it and it doesn't willingly go along or something, maybe he's able to stand or intervene in some way. But mm. Trump has said that he, he's expected to surrender, et cetera, et cetera. So that was interesting to find. I just wish I knew what they meant by contested. Yeah. I still think, you know, the combination of the Secret Service and Trump wanting him to go to jail is not going to be... It'll be really hard for Ron DeSantis to uh, to want um, the, to, to keep him from being arrested. And on top of that, it'll make him look really weird if he decides... If or when he decides to run for president because it'll be like, hey, you know, a lot of people like him because he's more civil and he's not donald trump but if he's going to such lengths to protect donald trump i think that'll make him look a a little weird but i mean at the end of the day i can see why like you know if he's motivated by you know what's good for the country i see why he'd want to protect the guy um even though it's very clear they don't necessarily like each other yeah and i think i think some people might get confused and i don't understand why they get confused by this where it's just like Yes, DeSantis can say, hey, this is absolutely wrong that you're arresting Trump. I'm going to stand by him and and try to protect him from this unjust action. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think I, I like he's I'm not supporting him in the, the political race. I, I'm still. Well, I guess he hasn't announced yet. So right. we don't know if you're, he's going to run for president or not running. It's a maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's, I feel like some people, it's just like, 
if you're supporting Trump, well, why are you running against him? Like, Shut up. He's not <laughs> He's not standing beside Trump because he's Trump. He's standing beside him because he is being unjustly accused or, well, I guess indicted. Um, he, he views all this as a very unjust abuse of power. So, of course, he's protecting the guy because of that on principle, not because Trump is his main man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but I, I mean, and I was kind of thinking about this earlier today. I, I feel like a lot of people tend to think about things in binary ways. Yeah. Um, and that 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 prevents people from taking more nuanced positions on things or understanding uh, kind of the complexity of different people's opinions. And that can certainly play a role here. And similarly, it can play a role in whether or not moderate Republicans decide to support Trump in this, in this time. Because, you know, if all of those people... Uh, those like, mainstream Republican uh, folks in the House and the Senate um, decide to continue to support Trump, then a lot of people are just going to be like, oh, hey, he's a nice dude. I voted for him and he seems kind and reasonable. So if, you know, he, you know, Kevin McCarthy's, you know, is defending Trump, then this this mm. must be a big deal. Yeah. Without going more into like the nuances of the, of the case, which is, I mean, all things considered, yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world. Nuance has just been lost in the country. It feels like where people say uh, it's it's one or the other, and there, mm-hmm. that's all all there is in society. There's only it feels like nowadays people are always saying uh, life is in a gray area. It's all on a spectrum, but then when they actually talk, it's all in this is it. This is the opposite, and there is yeah. nothing in the middle. Anywhere in the middle, there is nothing. Kind of like the. The um, talking of so, oh, the Republicans wants a, a gay genocide or a oh, trans genocide, yeah. and it's just like you morons. Yeah, no. that's not what happened this week. No, nobody said this... any of that. Nobody is supporting any of that, yeah. and others screaming it. Um, which we, we could talk about the implications of that and how that might, how that's definitely affecting people and how they how they view each other. But mm-hmm. it's it's a, a thing where it's saying no and now a lot of people say oh because you're a republican you want trans people to die first of all not all republicans disagree with the trans agenda just as not all democrats support it mm-hmm. and no that's also just a false thing to say yeah i mean <laughs> literally no one has said 99.999999% of republicans yeah like you would be <clears throat> hard pressed to find republicans who said trans people should die um you know mm-hmm. much less uh, you know, cases where Republicans actually went out and tried to kill, uh, kill trans individuals, and it's it's a lot of this is this feels like a spinoff of you know there's some people kind of have abused mental illness, um, or, or their depression to say oh like you know do this thing and I'll and I'll I'll uh, I'll rage quit on life let's put it that way, um, but I feel like we're kind of seeing that rhetoric carried on and not just from like a personal or relational level, but on a more political level where it's like, Hey, do what we want or these people are going to die. Um, and it's like a lot of people have, um, you know, called it emotional blackmail and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we're at now. And this form of of emotional manipulation is extremely unfair. And I think it's dangerous if it, uh, if it takes hold. Now, the fact that, you know, the, the, has, the, the shooter in Nashville, Tennessee, um, was a trans individual, I think, could, yeah. you know, dampen, 
you know, how much people kind of absorb that rhetoric and believe it. Um, because at the end of the day, like it wasn't trans people who were under attack that day. It was, it was Christians and Christian students and Christian teachers and administrators. Um, mm. so, you know, I think that could affect it too, but, um, you know, but it, don't it's, you know that was because Christians just hate trans people so much? So yeah. that that's why it, it happened. It had nothing to do with the trans person or their ideology. It was because the darn Christians. <laughs> but in every other situation, no, no, it, it was the white person and a white ideology, and that's why they shot it. It wasn't because they were bullied. And it's like, okay, so well, it's whatever you think it is, and it and we don't care about anything else. Yeah, and the the weird thing is, if this was the case, we would have seen more instances of this happening, or we would have seen maybe even like one random instance, whether or not it was so so benign as like um you know some you know right wing Christians you know mm-hmm. beating up a trans person in front of subway and screaming you know this is transphobe country, or. <laughs> <laughs> or like Hold on to that subway sandwich <laughs> or or a, a right winger actually going and like killing a trans person <clears throat> but there hasn't even been that sort of like language used or actions which is why i think that that whole like trans genocide trans people are going to die is going to lean more into the era of irl rage quitting versus actual actions of violence taken against trans people because that is just that just doesn't really happen it's a complete straw man as as, as far as i know i could be oh yeah i don't the, know if i trans- could be wrong because this is the always right show but the train yeah we're, we're always right so no matter what we say we are right um but the the trans genocide thing that came out of michael Knowles saying that we need to destroy gender ideology and they said yeah. he wants to kill trans people uh <laughs> he wants to he's a republican all republicans want to kill trans people there's a genocide and you all want to die and it's just kind of it's it's kind of dangerous because yeah. the democratic party with every single issue it comes back to they want to kill you mm-hmm. they want you dead they they don't want to fix the climate with our specific method because they want you to die. <laughs> they don't want to ban guns because they want you to die. They don't like trans people because they want you to die. They don't support Joe Biden's medical care because they want you to die. And it's everything is they want you to die. They want you to die. That's their only argument. There is you're a fascist. You're a sexist. You're a racist. You're a homophobe. You want to kill me. And that's just where it ends up going and saying you people we can say enough times saying, okay, you're, you're crazy for saying that. You're crazy for thinking that, yes. But then when you look in society, there's a lot of people who are buying into it. They believe the line. And it's all become so emotionally driven that it's gone from a bunch of people using hyperbole. But mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to doubt Democrats are using it as hyperbole. They're, they're, they're saying something that should be treated as hyperbolic. And it's... Being said and spouted so often, and they'll tie it into actual cases where people die and mm-hmm. say it's because the Republicans wanted you to die. And they'll tie it into those things. So people, I think, more and more are starting to believe that Republicans want them dead. They're looking mm-hmm. to kill them. And anyone who believes or is a Republican also wants them dead. And I see this from even friends of mine who a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, they're still crazy leftists, but recently they'll be saying things where they want me dead. They they want to kill me. And it's like, 
no, hmm. nobody wants to kill you. That if we can just calm down and say yeah. people aren't disagreeing with you because they want you dead. Have you ever asked them like, you know, who told you that? Like, like what what right winger told you that they want you to die? I've had I've tried to have these dis- kinds of discussions with them before, but it's usually the kind of thing where if you meet a crazy leftist, they're not willing to listen to you a lot of the time. Now, that's not to discourage you from trying to actually talk to these people because right. it, it's very good to have these discussions. But you can usually tell pretty quickly whether or not the conversation is going to go anywhere, usually by how loud they start talking. <laughs> if they get really loud, there's not going to be a point in talking with them anymore because they've already lost the arguments and they're mm. not going to scream in your face. So it's the kind of thing where I I don't know where they get it from, but I also know where they get it from because I know they get it from the politicians and the powers that be and the news media that is screaming, they want you dead. And then either they don't look into it or they do look into it. They listen to the original clip and they come to the same conclusion where it's like, you, you want me dead. You disagree with trans people. You want the mm. ideology dead. Well, you know what the ideology would if you kill the ideology, that would kill me. I am the ideology. It's it's a scary thing. Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, they're you, you see people say, um, you know, that uh, like, oh, we need to to get rid of. Uh, sorry, I have <laughs> I have a sidebar of updates on um on the whole situation. Of, oh, yeah. uh, of of Donald Trump and it updated yeah. and now I just have Lindsey Graham staring at me like looking pensively in a very high quality image it was kind of throwing <laughs> me off sorry um, <laughs> but um, nice. but you see you know even people on the left saying like you know capitalism should be abolished and mm. destroyed does because that mean want to kill you. yeah does <laughs> that mean that Democrats want to kill all the capitalists there are, there are some that do don't get me wrong but writ large like we we don't take that to mean that capital that they're saying the capitalists should die and I mm. and that's an unreasonable conclusion because like you're saying that's something that you know should be taken hyperbolically because it's kind of a statement designed as such yeah like we Republicans, we don't take it seriously because we know that, no, you, you're not actually mm-hmm. going to kill kill people. We don't believe that the, the avocado toast vegans are going to be capable of even lifting a finger to actually lay a hand on us because mm-hmm. we are the rednecks who know how a gun works. So... Maybe, maybe that's part of it, but we, we also know that these people are starting to say it more and more and more. And I think Republicans, yes, it should be waved, brush, brushed away to a certain extent, but we do know that all these institutions have been given all this power, <laughs> and th- there is a little bit of a, a danger with some of these things saying, they're, they're, if they keep on saying it, then eventually it's no longer hyperbolic. Eventually it'll no longer be a joke, essentially, yeah. where they, they actually start meaning these things and like, if you look at the Nashville shooter, if somebody is told these people want you dead, they want to kill you, the reasonable reaction from a person would be, I'm going to kill them first. If you actually believe that somebody is out to kill you, the most reasonable reaction is I'm going to stop them. Yeah. It's not, oh, I'm just going to wave up my hands. <laughs> so if you keep on repeating it and people keep on believing it, then we shouldn't be surprised when people start acting on it because if you make them believe it 
that's the rational thing to do. I would find you more irrational if someone said, this guy wants you dead, and the next minute he's going to come at you with a knife, and you just sat there and said, this is fine. Yeah. So I want to wrap up our our time with a a quote, a tweet. I guess maybe more accurately, a tweet from Rick Scott. And Mm -hmm. I I thought this probably kind of sums up a lot of what we've talked about. It says, first, our media was overrun by the left. Then our government was weaponized by the Democrats. And now our legal system has been completely upended by a Soros-funded district attorney who is targeting a political opponent while letting violent criminals run rampant across New York City. Mm. Mm. That said, that's all we have for you today. Make sure to tune in next time on the Always Right Show, where we are always right. Yeah.